Hey there, it's me, Dawn Renee, from Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee. But then you knew that, didn't you? I wanted to welcome you and thank you for joining me for season two of this lovely journey. In this season, we're exploring self-care, becoming more self-aware, things that we can do like meditation and Reiki and um, uh, what is it? Chakra alignments and intuition and thankfulness and so many different things you can do that are self-care that you don't even think of as self-care. Things that make you feel good. Things that remind you that you're a good person. Things that lighten your heart and bring you joy. And in this season two, we're going to have a series that's called Faces of Joy and Pain. And it's people who have found ways to provide self-care and find, as one said, little snippets of joy throughout the day, every day, even in the midst of family issues and physical trials and emotional and mental yuck, you can find ways to find a little bit of joy and happiness and peace in your day, in your life. And you'd be surprised at how many of these people that I'm going to have my conversations with will tell you the same thing I will, that it grows and it becomes so much more than just a few minutes of hiding from the children or getting yourself together or quieting the thoughts running through your mind. It becomes a way of dealing with everything, of gaining control of you and your thoughts and being able to step back into whatever you're dealing with with more confidence and more self-esteem than you had before. It's crazy. But when you do self-care and you become self-aware, it is amazing how that flows out to others and you become aware of your surroundings and the people in it. And you're able to do more for them because you're doing more for you first. So. I know I went off on a tangent, but this season two is something that's really close to me, to my heart and really means a lot to me because it's what I've been doing for the last year. It's what I've been working through with my health issues and mental, emotional and physical strife that it's caused. Finding yourself time after time in a place you never thought you'd ever be in can break you down or it can build you up. And I am finding ways to build myself up and in so doing, build others and bring them on the journey with me so that we can all be healthier and happier together. I can't wait to you, for you to join me for season two. Here comes another great episode. Enjoy. And welcome to Beautifully Broken with Don Renee. I am your host, Don Renee Hanlon, and today is a Real Talk Tuesday. And we're going to talk about respecting our elders. Okay, lessons learned from your elders. I am a nurse for a lot of years. For over 35 years, I've been a nurse. So I've worked in every field. I've been in ORs. I've been in anesthesia. I've worked in offices 
processing claims. I have worked in GP offices where you saw everything from newborns to the elderly. I've worked in long-term care. I have worked with um, on Alzheimer dementia units, the locked units. Um, and I have to say that some of my favorite memories um, through all of my jobs have been when I was working with either the very young or the very old. True story. I worked in a nursing home years and years and years ago in the 80s. And there was this woman who had Alzheimer's and she would get up every morning at 3 a.m. And she would come out of her room in her house slippers and her house coat. And she would say, come on, come on. It's time to go get the chickens. And I learned through her how to actually catch a chicken, wring its neck and pluck it. There were no chickens involved in the incidents um, described here. However, in her mind, there were chickens and we had to shoo them and gather them together and then pick the biggest and fattest one because every time she would wake up, it was Sunday morning and she had to get the chicken killed and plucked and into the icebox before she went to church. So theoretically, I learned how to catch a chicken, wring its neck, chop its head off, dunk it in boiling water, and pull all the feathers out. Again, no chickens were harmed in this incident. Um, we had another person who would come out and always look for his wife. And he would go room to room, and he was in his 90s, and he would go room to room looking for his wife in the middle of the night. And he thought they were newlyweds. He was reliving his early days of marriage. And I would say, oh, she must have gone shopping. And he'd say, oh, oh, yes, yes, she must be shopping. And he would sit at the desk with me while I did my paperwork. And he would tell me stories about his wife and how much he loved her and how she looked on her wedding day. And she had been gone. She had passed away probably 30 years before. But in his mind, he was right there in his 20s, and he was a newlywed, and he was just back from the war, and he was so in love, and he loved her so much. It broke my heart. It broke my heart to see him, to see him so desperately searching for his love lessons learned from these people, from my experiences with them. Life was hard. When Miss Lizzie was little and she would tell me, yo, oh, I've been doing this since I was just little, like six. And in her mind, she was like a teenage girl. And it must have been hard living on a farm. It must have been very hard. She would say um, some days she had to get up. We had to go feed the animals. All the animals had to be fed before she could have breakfast and go to school. If she didn't get the animals fed, she didn't get time for breakfast and she had to go to school hungry. This gentleman, whose name I cannot even remember, showed me what it's like to have a love so enduring and so complete that even years later, he still felt it. And his memories of it were so real, so 
you it was it was like you expected her to walk in the door any moment because he was so he was so just eloquent in talking about her and describing her and um according to his description she must have looked a lot like Maureen O'Hara um and he would talk about her green eyes and her auburn hair and how when she would be playing with the children in the yard or giving them baths or doing the laundry in the laundry tub tub out back, um, how the little bits of hair would escape and be all, you know, wet from sweat, but curl up and she hated it and he loved it. And, you know, these are some of the memories. Another memory I have that I shared with my children as they got older was the tattooed residents of the nursing home. The ones who wore numbers on their left forearm. I had probably six or seven Holocaust survivors over the years as patients. And the stories that they would tell were terrifying were heartbreaking, were enlightening and hopeful and amazing. Over the years, I have researched my family tree and branches of our family disappeared during World War II, never to be found, never to be seen. Nobody ever came back to the hometown in Poland afterward. They were taken away in the middle of the night and just disappeared. So we know they probably never made it through the war. So for me, these people with these stories in their Alzheimer and dementia brain, uh, dementia brains were, were reliving some horrific things and to have an old woman in her 90s huddled in a corner crying and begging, please stop, please stop. I didn't know what she was reliving and I don't want to know, but I can imagine. And going and wrapping a blanket around her and sitting on the floor and holding her and rocking her until she relaxed. And I could take her back to bed and tuck her in safe and warm and give her a snack. So she knew there was plenty of food and warmth and comfort and security. I think that taught me compassion in a level I may never have been able to learn. And patience with Miss Lizzie and appreciation for love and hard relationships because this gentleman he talked about you know when the children were little you know in his mind they were he was back from the war and it was his wife had been pregnant when he went away and he came back to this little child he didn't know and who didn't know him and how hard it was to gain his son's trust and the more babies that they had and how how hard it was and they were so poor and yet they were so rich because they loved each other and they laughed and they played and they they cared about each other and they made memories together 
These are lessons that the elders in our lives can tell us, can teach us, can show us. Your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles. The little old man down the corner who lives alone. These are people that if you listen to their story, you will be amazed at what you find out about them. That little old man that you see walking home from the grocery store with his little cloth bag full of vegetables. He may have been a World War II hero. He may have been a fighter pilot. Maybe he was a mailman. Maybe he was a telegraph delivery guy that had to bring those telegrams saying that a loved one was lost and then hold the widow or the mother as they cried as they read that telegram. Maybe they ran the green grocer. Maybe they had a farm. Maybe they lost their children in a war far overseas. What I have found with all of these amazing people and their amazing stories is something that I hope that I have been able to teach my my children patience, compassion, and perseverance, and the need, desire, and strength to never give up, to never give up on ourselves, on the people we love, on humanity in general. In the 80s, most, if not all, of my patients had been alive during World War I and II. Some of them were just small children during World War I. Some of them were old enough to remember the end of World War I when people came home, or the people who didn't. World War II, definitely. Many of them had children that were lost in the war. Young men, 20, 21, 22. Many of them fought in that war. Many of them waited for someone who never came home. A brother, a husband, a best friend. But they never gave up on living their lives. They never gave up on being hopeful that it would be better, that the next generation would find a better way to do things. They never gave up on believing in what is right and just. They didn't curse the government. They didn't curse the Jews. They didn't curse the Germans. They didn't curse any of the people that were considered wrong. You know, they had empathy for the Jews and all the people who had been persecuted just for being different. They had empathy and compassion for all those lost in the wars from both sides. I remember one of the Jewish ladies with numbers on her arm, and she said, every day I prayed for all of the young men dying, and it doesn't matter where they were from or which side they were on. 
loss of a life means a mother, a sister, a wife who's lost the love of their life. And she said, every day in that place, that horrible place, I prayed for all of the people there with me and all of the people that were doing horrible things to me, to us. And that takes an amazing strength, an amazing faith, amazing ability to see outside of yourself to a greater good. I don't know that I have that ability, but I try every day. These people shaped my ability to see the world in a different way. These interactions with these people for brief months, weeks, some even days, made me think about how I want my children to be raised, made me think about how I want to be thought of and the type of person that I wanted to be. And I hope that I'm doing what they would think was right. Because they set a pretty high bar. Get to know the older people in your lives. Get to hear their stories. Listen to great-grandma who talks about things from 1940 as if it was yesterday. Listen to grandma who talks about growing up after the war and the rations and all of the things that that they had to endure, the poverty, no jobs, uncertainty of, of where their food would come from. Listen to the stories and put yourself in their place. What would it be like for you? How hard would it be to be able to hold your faith, to believe in humanity and believe that the good will win? You know, that superheroes dressed as our everyday people next door did exist and they still do. That's my Real Talk Tuesday for today. I think there's so much that we're losing by not listening to the generations that have gone before. So much that our children and our children's children could learn, need to learn, to understand that we're all related. Let's face it, everyone alive today had family members, ancestors that survived the plague, that survived the Spanish fluenza of 1918 that survived World War I and World War II and Korea and Vietnam. Desert Storm, Iraqi freedom, all of these things, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. We would not be here if our family, our ancestors hadn't been strong enough to persevere, to survive against all odds in horrible times through sickness and poverty and depressions and all of the things that people have done to one another for generations, for years, for millennia. I think that makes us all related somehow. The world was a lot smaller. There were a lot less people. They always say that six degree separation from 
from uh, six degree separation. That's like with Kevin Bacon. And I laugh because I actually have like four degrees of separation from someone who knows Kevin Bacon. Crazy, right? The point is, it's not that far back in our histories, in our family's histories, in our country's histories, in the world's history, that the world was a lot smaller and there were a lot less people and there was a lot more interaction than we would ever believe possible. I have DNA relatives that live in the UK, Ukraine and Moldova and Poland and Russia right now, according to my DNA testing I did. And their DNA matches and I have email addresses for them and names. I have people in Africa. There are people in Scandinavia. I had to look up where that is. The Iberian Peninsula, I had to look up what that is too. All over Europe, all over the globe, I have DNA matches with people. We have identical strains of DNA. We're third, fourth, fifth cousins. That's not that far away. They're all colors. They're all religions. They're from places that I've never really heard of and don't know much about. But I'm going to change that. I'm going to research that and learn the histories about those people and those places. Because somewhere along the way, someone in my line came from there. And I think knowing about where you come from, whether it's distant or near history, is important because the generations that have gone before shape us. Their choices are what made us who we are, who they married, where they lived, what jobs they had. That's what led to our being here on earth. If not for their choices, we would never exist. And I think it's important to remember that. We're all related, so much closer than anyone has ever thought was possible. That we all love our families and want to do what's right for them. And we should listen to the lessons learned from those generations that have gone before, that have gotten it wrong and gotten it right and tried over and over and over again. So Real Talk Tuesday. Respect your elders, but also listen to them, get to know them, hear their stories, write their stories down, share their stories, share the amazing things that they did, the amazing experiences that they've lived through with your children and your grandchildren. Don't let those generations and what they've learned and what they should have taught us disappear. Don't forget to tell your family's story. I tell my children that history, which is so boring, right? It's just dates and names and places. Think about it a different way. It's his story and hers. It's the story of how we came to be here, of our nation, of our family, of our country, and beyond. It's just a bunch of people's stories written down and remembered and told over and over and over. So add your story 
to your family's history. Add your grandmas, your grandpas, whatever anyone can remember, add that to your family's story and create your own history. Until next time, remember, if you're struggling, please reach out. If you know someone who's struggling, please reach out and let them know you're there. And remember to take care of you because if you don't, who will? And join me on Thursday for another episode in the series, Faces of Joy and Pain. I hope you have a spectacular day. And I hope that perhaps now you'll look at the older people in your life a little differently with more patience and compassion. And when they tell their story for the 900th time, you'll listen like you've never heard it before and remember it and write it down. Because believe me, one day they'll be gone and you won't be able to write it down. You won't be able to get the story right unless you make make it your purpose to remember it because that's what we are. Every family is just a culmination of other people's stories and how they all came together to create this family in that place, in that time. Some of those stories are pretty amazing. And don't forget, write down your story too, because guess what? Your story is pretty amazing and you don't want your children or your children's children to forget it either. Until next time, love and light. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee, the podcast. I'm so glad you've been joining me on this journey and that of my friends I've had conversations with along the way. If you are struggling, I need you to make sure that you reach out to someone that you can trust. And if you know someone who's struggling, especially here during the holidays, please reach out to someone and let them know you care. Please, please. And remember, the suicide hotline is open 24-7. If you're a vet and you're struggling with PTSD, depression, anything, please reach out to the VA nearest you. And as always, I'm sending my light and love to all of you, my dear, beautifully broken tribe. You can find me here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the regularly scheduled podcasts. You can find me on the Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee podcast Facebook group just by looking it up and asking to join. I add extra content in there throughout the week, and I hope that the people um, that you refer this podcast to will join me there as well as you and as always instagram dawn renee underscore h and facebook facebook at dawn hanlon or color me everything you can find my website where everything i love comes together at colormeeverything.com have a great day and please share comment like Tell your friends about the podcast if you like it. And please be sure to let me know what you like. Because my entire purpose is to help you get through whatever it is you're dealing with today. 
again, thank you for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon.